Hey, yo, we're back. And we're back and we're back and we're back. Season, uh, this is season nine of the Prime Culture Podcast. What's up, y'all? What's Gucci? What What's good? It's good to be back in the in the space with y'all. This is a little bit of a different room. Yeah, yeah. How do we feel about it? I feel far away from you guys. I do feel yes. far away from you. We used to I be really close. <laughs> I was going to say something. Dumb. We used to be really, really close. We're like COVID distance right now. Yeah, so. we're socially distanced. <laughs> yes, man. Hey, it's good to be back though. Um, yes. It's, uh, it's been a fun time. So, Let's this rewind. is- Say what? Let's rewind a little bit. Let, yes. No, yes, dude, because Let's it's take a lot it back has happened. To August. A lot has happened since August tenth, yes. eleventh, and twelfth. What? You know, and you're, if you're listening to this, you're listening to this in October, right? And uh, we just, man, we had a lot happen. We got to talk yes. about what happened in August, bro. We had our first Prime Culture Conference, and it was bananas. It was crazy. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, we got to take a minute and reflect. It was so good. I'm with it. So talk about it. I mean, <laughs> lives were changed. People's eternities were secured. It was incredible. I was just blown away. Yeah. What was like, okay, why don't we do this? Why don't you tell us a highlight that you haven't really like personally to you, like a personal highlight of CultureCon that maybe you haven't made public yet? Oh, man. Mm. I feel like I've been telling all my culture con <laughs> feels are your business i've been t i just been spilling the tea in the best way for about culture con um okay here's one like i think i haven't said this out loud as much as 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 other stuff but man i'm really proud of our team yes um, our team was the best yeah man like because we didn't know what to expect right <clears throat> and pastor jimmy sala said this to me on on friday night he goes bro this thing just went from like culture night plus because that's what I was kind of calling is like, hey man, like we kind of treat culture nights like a conference night right. anyway. So it feels like it's culture night plus. He goes, Cruz, this is not culture night plus, bro. You, this is a mega young adult conference. For sure. It right? was incredible. Um, so Prophecy our team, our, dude, our team didn't skip a beat, man. Our team was never scared. Our team was never overwhelmed. Right. Our team never got frantic. Mm -hmm. Our team never had like, like drama or bickering. That's one thing I'll say, man. That's a good place to shout out the team for real yeah because we've been part of stuff oh yes we have been part <laughs> there's of conference stuff. drama have yes, you been part of, have you been part of stuff 100 bro i've been part of youth stuff. ministry gave me all that damn youth ministry gave us we're not all gonna talk about all of, drama. all of it bro talk to me about the ptsd <laughs> um you know but I think that I'm so proud because in all of it, there wasn't any like bickering. There wasn't any bad, like nobody moments. lost their salvation. Nobody, yeah, <laughs> nobody jumped off their cross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was incredible. I'm so just shout out to the team. It was all the, the team, team, man. Like I say this all the time and I just, I, I wish, I wish I could like have like a, like a verification meter or something to show y'all like how much I really mean it. But like pound for pound, man, like I would put our team up. Man, I'm, look, if this, if this gets me some smoke, I want all the smoke. Um, against, it's not against, it's not a competition, but like, man, I would put our team pound for pound with any, any team in the country, man, um, that does young adults ministry. Yeah. I, just, I just think our team is special. Uh, our people, prime people, are just phenomenal. Um, so just the hunger in the room was crazy. Yeah, it, that was crazy. To <clears throat> me. I think yeah. I think we all leveled up, and I think we all um, we all just had something pulled out of us. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, yo, I didn't know that was in us. That's exactly how I felt. You know, I didn't know that was in us from top to bottom, from front to back, and it was the expectation in the room. It was the the enthusiasm, the eagerness, um, and just the yeah. boldness to step up and step into it, man. And it was just really, really cool. It was, I'm just so, so proud. Awesome. I mean, obviously having, having 800 plus at our first conference is massive. And yes, I count people because people count, mm -hmm. you know, um, every single one of those numbers has a name yes. and every name has a story. Yes. And Jesus did something in every single story, man. Like we're still hearing stories yes. and testimonies of what God did. And, and it's just phenomenal. So from, from start to finish, I'm just really proud of our team, really proud of, um, of, of what we did together. It was really cool. And we can't wait for the next one. When is it? For sure. August 15th, 16th, and 17th. 2024. You, you can, can we go to this culture con, Andrew, and register already? Or has that been updated? For real? Oh, 
oh shoot, we ready, ready. No, okay, that's not updated. That's not. Updated <laughs> this is yet. real so, life conversations. So don't go, here? don't go to this culture con yet. We're building something the here. Live, the live the live registration link. Um, it will be in October. It though. will be in October available. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the dates though yeah august 15th 16th and 17th we already have people signed up yep you know so that that's open just dm us on dm us on instagram we'll send you the link uh to register yeah, we'll help you out. Uh, and look this year we get to say it a lot sooner go get your pto get the days off here's what i loved also i think what happened was people had no idea what to expect for sure right yeah and, and i was getting messages and, and like we, we were all getting messages, our prime account and my, and, and, and I was getting messages like, Hey PC, can I just sign up for the rest? I only got, I only got one night, but can I sign up for the rest? And yeah. I was like, it's cause y'all had to come see, right? Like yeah. you didn't believe us. You had to get us, you had to see it to believe it. Yeah. I think now, you know, people know, and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be super dope, man. So just get the days off already. Yeah. August 15th, 16th, 17th. Uh, it's going to be bonkers. For sure. What about yeah. you? <laughs> I mean, baptisms for me are always a highlight. Ooh, I love, 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 love all my highlights. I mean, I love it. I Inside, like, I look cool, calm, and collected, but inside, I'm like, ah, every single time. I cry every time we baptize. I cry, I, cry I every jump. Time. It's just, that's my every fave. Time I cry. And then another super special um, moment or part for me was my brother Isaac came to sing with us. So that Shout was super special for you. me uh, to have my brother come and sing with us. That's Prime's FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> You know, say he like, says he, he works for the government. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover. Shh. Undercover singer. Work for the government. For high school. What about you? <laughs> um, you know, my favorite part of CultureCon was all of the ones you just said, but to me it was the not realizing what was on the inside of us. And it's going to be a weird analogy, but just follow me, okay? So when I first became a dad, the first time I looked at <laughs> my firstborn, Silas, it was this moment of like, <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, it's like this moment of surprise of like, I didn't know that was, I could in do me. that. Oh I didn't know that was in me. Like, I didn't know this was inside. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know this was something that could happen, you know? And um, and to me, that was exactly the way I felt about the entire experience from team awesome. to baptisms to like, you always pray and believe that God would move in a mighty way. But then you really never know what's really going to happen. And then you, and the, the aftermath of that is like, wait, what? Like, God did that here through us and for us yeah. and for his glory. Like what? I, wow. I'm still at a disbelief, you know? Um, so I can't wait. I can't wait for the next one, honestly. For real. It was I'm such already, a whirlwind. Feels like the end of a great road trip and you're already like booking the flight for the next yeah, one. Yeah, for man. the next exactly. one, yeah. for sure. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think for me, the, the big idea is like we we are figuring out or we really like solidified who we are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we know who we are. We have confidence in who we are as a movement, as a community. Um, and it's really cool to be able to walk in confidence in who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like you hear, you like, you hear people like tell you all the time, like, Hey, just, just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like just, Hey, just, just be yourself. And sometimes it like, it throws you off. Right. Cause you're kind of like, Wait, what does that mean? Like, am yeah. I not being myself right now? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you get kind of weird. And so then, like, I, I don't know, for me, when I was younger, when, when people were like, dude, just be yourself, it was like, How? I would stop being myself because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be myself. Yeah. Because I didn't know who myself was, right? Right, right. Um, and I, But I think there's a blessing in self-awareness. I think there's a blessing in really coming to terms with identity um, yeah. and core components. And so I think we were ourselves. Mm -hmm. We were mm -hmm. ourselves. We preached long. We, we worshiped hard. Ourselves. Unapologetically. Yeah. You know, unapologetically. Like, we've set that standard. I'll say this also, man, prime people love the word, bro. Amen. And love his presence. the word of God. And they leaned in. I had a, I had a conversation with one of our girls. Um who's on team and she came and she had some, she had some theological questions she wanted to ask me. So she scheduled some time with me. And so I just asked her, I said, Hey girl, like, so what do you think about conference? She's like, Hey, like that notebook you guys gave us, I filled it the first night. That's awesome. Oh, she's so in fast. Notes. Oh my she was like, I filled it and I've just been going back. No, actually, I don't think it was the first night, although I did preach long enough to fill a notebook. <laughs> Weird flex. I know. Um, but she said in during the conference, like she just filled it from front to back wow. and then she's just been going back and like just reading through it and looking at it and, you know, and so I think there are some core components that we're just comfortable with who we are, right? 
um, and we're taking ownership of it. We're walking in it. And yeah. you know, I'd love to do that because I don't, I don't think we've done this um, enough to tell people who listen and who are part of our, our podcast community, um, <clears throat> whether you get to come to culture nights or not, right. but you really you need know, to really understand some of our DNA. So we talked about what we loved about conference, but I think what we loved about conference is what we love about who we are. Yes, right. For sure. And so at conference, man, I want us to always be able to say that, man, we're just being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just all, that's just mm-hmm. what it is. We're just being ourselves. So I'll start. I think, again, this is near and dear to me because I'm one of the preachers of prep culture. Right. But, the unapologetic presentation of the word. Amen. Right? I think that was super, super dope. I'm so proud of that, that that's who we are. Um, one of the, some feedback that we had, some feedback that I got from a bunch of friends of ours that came in from out of town or from other churches. I think we had, at the end of the day, we had like 21 churches represented, which is awesome. Yeah. Right? Praise the Lord. Uh, because that's what we've set for our Crazy. vision, right? We've yeah. said, uh, not vision, we, our vision is the vision of Abundant Church, but as our mission, mission. right? To say we want to be a resource for young adults ministries and young adults in our region, Amen. right? And we saw some of that at um, at conference. But one of the things that I just heard over and over and over was like, man, it's crazy how deep y'all teach. It's crazy that you've got all these 20 and 30 year olds leaned into stuff that's not fluff. Yeah. It's not these feel good, motivational, hey, you, you, you're going to change the world, which we know that. Yeah, we're, and we're going to preach that absolutely. Um, but we unapolog- unapologetically teach, rightly divide the word and yeah. give the meat right. of the word. Amen. You know, and that like, it's like, hey, when we say, hey, we're just being ourselves, hey, we're going to preach. Pa- I was so proud of Pastor Jared. First of all, he killed it. Yeah. Gosh, he Christ killed it. If, if you haven't already, do yourself a favor. And after you watch this, go watch the CultureCon playlist. All of our content is on the CultureCon playlist. But I was so grateful that we, we've curated an environment where he's able to preach an hour 15. Right. And he told me after, he was like, man, it just felt good to get, get it all out. <laughs> it just felt good. Right? Um, so I think that's a, cool, that's a cool component of us just being ourselves. What, what, what else do you guys think? Um, okay, I'll go second. Separate. Um, to me, worship, worshiping with understanding, you know, I think I come, I grew up in like multiple, you know, expressions of worship, but I think one of the things that we love about and that we're starting to implement very significantly and intentionally is that we don't want to just be in a pool of feelings when we're just worshiping Jesus, but we want to worship him uh, for who he really is, um, how he describes himself. Amen. And we're not going to worship to get something from God, but to give him something. So I think... Worshiping with understanding has absolutely changed our entire worship experiences. Absolutely. Um, no longer are they, like I would say, worship experiences. They're worship expressions to the Lord. It's like a everyone rallying together. Yeah. You know, the room was absolutely like wanting more, <laughs> wanting more. <laughs> and it was so easy to to lead. It's so easy to lead a worship at culture because you're, you're partnering instead yeah. of like, pulling mm. something out of somebody. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm. And I want to say like to anyone who's comes to culture night and they, they bring their heart ready and they prepare their heart before they enter the room. Um, it's, it's all an incredible like sacrifice of praise that we bring to God. And I think that's exactly how I felt every night. It was like, Oh my goodness, what's happening. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like I wasn't necessarily like leading worship to get something out of people, but I was like singing with my brothers and my sisters yeah. and we're just like, you know, talking to Jesus and hearing him speak. And so, yeah, worship with understanding, I think, is one of the things that that. I love. I love that. That's so us. I think another thing that we are is prayer and presence. Um, Because a big component of even stepping into culture, Con, was prayer. Coming together as a team to pray Mm -hmm. and giving them understanding that your prayer life, even before you step into the house, is something that we want for your life. Sure, so learning absolutely. to lean into, into God's presence even before we come together, that way when we come together, we walk into his presence absolutely. ready yeah. to go. So I think just prayer and knowing that anytime you come into any of our um, culture nights or you know culture, con, whatever we do with culture, you're going to be in God's presence. You walk into God's presence. Why? Because the team has been praying. And we've been in his presence. Now Now we're just inviting you to come in and join with us. Like you said, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're coming in to be in his presence, to rest in his presence, to feel his presence. And in his presence, there's miracles, there's joy, right, there's right. healing. So that's what we feel and see the manifestations of miracles. No, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think there's just this powerful 
confidence, powerful authority, a powerful demeanor and disposition that you take when you're just saying, this is who we are. Yeah. This is what you're going to get when you're around us. This is what you can expect when we are here or when you're with right. us. Um, where if, if I'm being honest, that <clears throat> really embracing prayer and presence, worship with understanding, unapolog unapologetic preaching, um, before we understood that that's who we were, mm. we were weird about it. Yeah. yeah. Yes or no? I think so we were shy. Like we yeah, were, we, we were, were like, shy. Super, we were shy. Yeah, we were super like super shy. Uh, we, no, no, we were like we were. That's a good word. We're like we were like <laughs> we were shy about it. Like so, like like so. I would so I typically I'll preach 50, 55 an hour on a mm -hmm. culture night, right? Um, and I would at thirty eight minutes, forty minutes, I'd start apologizing. Like, yeah. man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm this way. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. And Why I'm am I like, like this? I'm sorry. Time. You know? Because we never established, oh, we're just being ourselves. Yeah. I can expect that. You know? I can, oh, okay. This happens because that's who you are. You know? And it's, you know, I don't, I don't say that everyone should preach an hour. It's just what's on us. You know? And like, if you come to a culture night, 600 plus young adults, like we're leaned into the word, right? We extend our worship. Why? Because we worship with understanding. Right. Um, and I think that we used to be like, man, what do we do? Like, do we make it boppy? Do we make it this? And then, like, what do we put on the LED wall? Right. Like Andrew would scramble and be like, man, do we need more graphics? Do we need videos? What do I have to make? And then we just decided, you know what? No, like we, we're going to understand that an LED wall doesn't make the worship. The worship is the worship. Mm -hmm. The understanding that happens in us collectively as a community of young adults is what makes the worship Right. The worship, you know, the prayer and the presence, right? We're like, like we, you and I would talk about this. The three of us would talk about this. Like, man, is this too deep? Are we going too hard? Like, man, like we, we totally would be awkward about it. Like I would be like, man, am I too heavy? Do we need, do I need to be funnier? Do we need to be more fun? <laughs> Why? Because we just go hard in the, for the presence of God. Yeah. And like, if, if you come to a culture night, chances are you're going to get your mascara messed up. Yeah. I mean, you're like, no, you're, you will. You're, you're, you going will. To, you're, you're <laughs> probably going to cry. Why? Because you're going to experience the living God and Amen. your spirit and your soul are going to respond in some degree of a physical manifestation. Yes. Right. And now we're confident in it. Yeah. Why? Because we're just being ourselves. Yeah. Right. You know? Okay. And I think that as we start the new season, this is the segue, of this right? Pod. Were, you, <laughs> were you were you waiting for the setup? Like, yeah, I was like, like where is where's it? this going? Where's, where's it going? Where's from? this going? Right? <laughs> Listen, as we start this new season of the podcast, we want to give you the benefit of we're not going to talk about you being yourself. We want to we want to give you the benefit of knowing God as himself. Mm. Right? So when, when we understand, when we start talking down the line, because in this season, we're going to approach justice. We're going to approach holiness. We're going to approach generosity. We're going to approach uh, provision. We're going to approach just these big attributes of God, which, mm -hmm. hey, just spoiler alert, this may be the most formative. Um, and what I mean by formative, it's we're, we're, we're going to take your life and your, your walk with Jesus. We're going to take your understanding of the word, your relationship with Jesus, and we're going to form it. Right. Right. You're, you're going to come in the season as a, as a ball of clay. Yeah. And by the power of the Holy spirit and by understanding the word, we're going to just create this form in your life of saying, Oh, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I believe that God is good all the time, I'm not being churchy. I'm just being myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's when something I, when different I, when, I stand, when you say those statements and they become real to you. When, it's, when you understand yeah, it yeah. fully, mm -hmm. you assimilate it, synthesize it. I love that word, synthesize. Mm -hmm. All that means is I digest it and it becomes mm -hmm. part of me, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, to the point where I don't stand on the word of God because I'm churchy and spiritual. I'm just being myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's in me. <laughs> and it's in me and it's who we are. And so... The overarching idea, just to help you guys know what to expect this season of the podcast, is we're focusing on this thought, good people, right? Good people, good people. Good people has been part of our language for a couple of years now. We love the word good. Mm -hmm. Like, we love the word good. Why? The, because the word good is always applicable to your life, regardless of where you're at developmentally, regardless of where you're at experientially, regardless of where you're at, whatever stage and season of life you're in, the Lord can speak over your life and declare you to be what? Good. 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 Right? So I'll give you, I'll give you the definition of that big picture, and then we'll just kind of zoom into where we want the, the talk to land today. Um, 
we, we took the definition of good as it pertains to good people because prime people, my people are good people, Amen. right? What does that mean? The Lord calls in his process of creation, the Lord looks at every stage of creation because for some reason he doesn't just snap his fingers and it's all there, right? <clears throat> he, he speaks and he, and he plans it out in stages and systematically builds creation. Mm. But at every moment when you would stop and assess, it wasn't complete, but it was good. Amen. And I think that your generation needs a voice that is looking at the gaps of your life, yeah. but saying, you're good. You're good. That looks at the places where other voices would say that's inadequate mm -hmm. or you're late, you're behind. Yeah. But let the voice of God be the one that rings the loudest Amen. to speak into your life to say you're good. So the Lord looks at six days of creation and declares good nine times. Mm. This is good. On the first day, it was night and day. And the Lord saw that it was good. Yeah. This is good. This is good. And so the word good, the way we define it and the definition we've grabbed hold of is regardless of what stage you're at developmentally, mm -hmm. your life will always be good. Here's what that means. Number one, it means your life is suitable, yeah. right? It's suitable. It, you're right where you're supposed to be. When something Amen. is suitable, it means it's fitting for where you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm suitable. You are yeah. Wherever you are in your life right now, you are suitable for that season. Yeah. You are suitable for that season. And the Lord wants to make sure, I believe in it, the reason the Lord put this in our hearts to really lean into this at our culture nights, at our circles, on the podcast, on the thought of being good, it's is because the enemy will undo that, mm -hmm. right? And say, you're not enough and blah, 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 right? So you're suitable. Not only are you suitable, so I like to think of it this way. The, the, the thought of being suitable, it, it's, it simply means you're right where you're supposed to be yeah. today. You're right where you're supposed to be. To be, God has you right where you're supposed to be today. I, I promise you- I think that's you, a good place to like exhale for so many young adults. Yeah. Right? I get so many messages um, and just texts of like, I should be here. I'm 21. I'm 22. I should know where I'm supposed to be. And I don't know. And, you know, they're just so worried that they're never going to know. Yeah. And I just want to like speak to that a little bit. Like exhale. Even the Lord took a journey to like make the whole world. Like you said, it was in stages. That means it was a journey. Mm -hmm. It took some time. There was a process. Yeah. And in that process, there was still good to it. I know. I love that. Um, <clears throat> so you're suitable. You're right where you're supposed to be today. The second thought to the definition of good, you being a good person. Let me pause. Well, no, I'll use the punchline later because um, it just became the punchline in my head. Number two, it's you're usable. You're usable. God right. can use you right where you are today. Why? Because you're suitable. And if you're suitable, then you're usable, right? I like to think of it this way. Everything I have is everything I need. Everything I have today is everything I need for God to use me. When I look, when I look back at my younger, younger adult years, when I look back at my 20s, um, even my early 30s, I would disqualify myself because of what I thought I didn't have and because of what I thought I needed, I didn't maximize what I did have. Right. right. That's good. You know, and I think a lot of I think a lot of young adults, maybe you 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 talk to me about this a lot because you're you're discipling a lot of young voices and a lot of young leaders. And you do so good at arming them, but also provoking them to use what they have. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we in this season of the podcast, we really want to hammer that thought that everything you have is everything you need. Stop coveting. Yeah. Stop looking at what other what what other people have other people have in their hands. What do you have in your hand, right? You tell people, what do you tell people? You tell people, I have nothing to prove but everything to provide. Yeah, I've got nothing to prove and I've got a lot to provide. A lot to provide. Yeah. I think that's a good place also where a lot of young adults feel like they say they're depressed and I'm not saying that they're not, but they feel stuck in a certain area of life and they wallow in that and then, like you said, they don't realize what's in their hand or what's right yeah. in front of them. And I think that's part of like the goodness of God for us to wake up to what God has laid out for us right, yeah. instead of just crying over what we don't have or what we think we need. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, <clears throat> the, the thought of having things in my life that are usable, again, pushes back against the enemy. Because the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. What is stealing, killing, and destroying? Right, That's John 10, 10. The thief has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. What does that mean? 
well, obviously means a lot of things, but just for, just for the sake of our conversation today, I want you guys to think about this. The enemy wants to come into your life to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The ultimate objective of stealing, of killing and destroying, means taking things that were in my hand and making them unusable. Mm -hmm. mm. Right? But Jesus said, but I've come that you may have life. What does that mean? The, the things that you do have produce something. It's usable, right? right? So, the, so Jesus steps in and what the enemy would have stolen, killed and destroyed, Jesus says, no, I'm going to give it life. Yeah. I'm going to make it usable. Um, and I just want you to take a moment, even right now, like um, what I love about the podcast is that everything's a point. You know, it's not like we're trying to get to the point. Like yeah. everything's, the, yeah. everything's a point, right? So um, I love being able to teach and disciple in com conversation form, yeah. um, not just like, like instruction, you know, do this now, <laughs> you know, three ways to no. but I think about <clears throat> like a snapshot of using what you have. Right. And maybe this is a moment where we just take some time to minister to people who feel the pain of loss and the pain of grief. Um, you know, when elevation wrote it, it just stuck with me. But like the line that if you're not dead, God's not done. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, there's still breath in my lungs. Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, if I can't walk, I'll, if I, if I, if I can't, if, you know, I'll, I'll run to Jesus, but if I can't run to Jesus, I'll walk to Jesus. And if I can't walk to Jesus, I'll crawl to Jesus, you know, that, type, that, that type of mentality, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm reminded of a story of a guy named Bartimaeus. Yeah. Who is blind, mm -hmm. which if we, if we want to unpack it just a little bit, um, it's funny how you're always identified by your ailment first. That's not like bold Bartimaeus or brave Bartimaeus. Right. It's blind Bartimaeus, his right? His deficiency. Right. Why? Because people around us will label us by what we lost. Right. He lost his eyesight. Well, mm -hmm. I can't use anymore. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> but the scripture says that blind Bartimaeus, or that Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming. Jesus was mm -hmm. walking on yeah. his way to Jericho and Bartimaeus would go and set himself or, or his, whoever it was would set himself, set him on the road. <clears throat> and so here's a story you don't tell about losing something. When you lose something, something else um, compensates. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and the Lord just finds the Lord, the Lord doesn't create the loss, but man, the Lord brings compensation. He'll, mm -hmm. you, you know, you think of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter four, where he says, come back and be you prisoners of hope and I'll give you double for your trouble. He doesn't mm -hmm. say, I'll take away every memory of your trouble. He said, no, right. I'll compensate you and, and do yeah. an amplification, give for you double you for your trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. So Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is coming and begins to cry out. Son of David, have mercy on me. Yeah, Son yeah. of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And let me just push there a little bit. Sorry, you guys. I just took over the podcast. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, man. Like, then it goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but don't you think it's funny, right? Don't, don't you think it's funny that the response to boldness mm -hmm. is not one of, of celebration? Yeah. But here's what I mean. He's being bold. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like I've heard that G, that this is this is Jesus. This yeah. is the Son of David. He's he's the Messiah. He can do what no one else can do. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to be bold. But like, why do church people tell pe people who have a boldness about them to stop? Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Awkward silence. I'm asking a question. Is what I'm doing. Like, what do you think that is? Well, I think it's everyone's insecurities. I think everyone everyone has an insecurity wow. really within them, and I think. Um, Sometimes we misunderstand um, someone's confidence as maybe the places of our deepest insecurities. It makes me think of like, like as a young adult myself, I struggle with comparison all the mm. time. And um, one of the biggest uh, like alarms where I would maybe push against people and try to make them humble when I was a youth leader, mm. it would be when the place of my deepest insecurity was somebody's Confidence. bold step of faith that's good you know yeah that's true and um and i think i mean i, I just think there's a i think people in church just need to understand that we're all in the same place you know but what i wow. love bringing it back to good bringing it back to goodness um i think we have to recognize that we can call ourselves good because the lord finished the work mm -hmm. he paid a price 
And we're not just saying call yourself good because like you're good. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it, it comes agree. from from the finished work of Jesus, and it also comes from the identity of the Father. Absolutely. Amen. Like absolutely. I'm Felipe Trejo because my dad is. Well, by the way, Absol my dad named me the same. As <laughs> him. Absolutely. And we're like, we're we're gonna we're gonna get there. I really what I was doing was just taking a moment to just kind of like hover on the thought of what you have is usable. Now the big idea, 100% thunder stealer, is. <laughs> is all of that comes from the only the thing that is good is because of God. Mm -hmm. And we're going to establish that today 1 million percent, right? So going back to the church people, I was also going to say maybe hopelessness. They've been disappointed in their lives wow. for so long or again and again that they're like, tried it, didn't work, tried yeah. it, didn't work. So therefore, they're carrying a hopeless spirit, now transferring it to a younger generation, to a younger generation, to where that's why it's so important for us to Jeez. teach our generation, um, young adults, hope. Yeah. And hope in Jesus, because that's the only way that we can get out of anxiety, depression, everything that the devil wants to swallow up us in. Because when you get into depression, everything dims and you can't see anything, wow. you know, so you can't wake up to the hope of Jesus because you're drowning. I love that. I, lo I love that because a lot of times we'll get close to Jesus with good intentions, yes. but we lose our attention because we're hopeless. Mm -hmm. And what really, what really, really maximizes our experience with Jesus is the attention we pay to him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Not yes. the intention we had when yes. we showed up yes. near yes. to him, right? Like we so show good. up, we show up with the intention, like he'll heal me. But he says, no, like if you call out to me, those that call on the name of the Lord will be, will saved. be saved. If you ask, yeah. you'll receive. Mm -hmm. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, it'll yeah. be opened. And it's, I think sometimes we just, we don't pay attention to that. Bartimaeus pays attention to it. So mm -hmm. here's my whole point on usable, right? Remember, we're just thinking about the, the thought of like when God calls usable. something good, it's mm -hmm. suitable, it's usable. Everything I have is everything I need. Watch. So Bartimaeus cries out, son of man, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus responds and he says, what will you have me do? Do you want to be healed? Mm -hmm. Yes, heal my eyesight. He gets healed, right? And there's a lot of incredible things that you can take from this. The, the, just the one thing I want to point out is that he had lost his eyesight. Yeah. Okay? He, he, had, he had lost it. But he didn't let that stop him from having an encounter and an experience with Jesus to the point that the Holy Spirit makes sure that his story is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And how did he do that? He did that by using what he had left. Mm -hmm. His voice. Right? His voice and his ears. Right. The scripture says he heard and he cried. Mm -hmm. What would happen if you used what, what you, you had, had left? If you stopped crying about mm -hmm. what you lost yeah, yeah. and you said, no, I'm still good. Yeah. That relationship was not good, but I'm still good. Just, that job ended up not being good, but I'm still yeah. good. That friendship circle ended up not being good, but I'm still good. I'm still suitable. There's still things in my life that are usable. And he used what he had left, got a miracle from God. And here we are 2000 plus years later talking about him. I just feel the Lord right now quickening my spirit that if any, I'm speaking to somebody who feels like there's something dormant inside of them. And it's like, like you said, it's dead. It's not, they feel like it's not usable right now. It's just, I just feel like the Lord waking it up in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for waking up whatever's dormant inside of whoever's listening right now Come on. and just calling out to hope. So I thank you for hope being overwhelmed right now in the car, in the gym, wherever you are there's hope all over you and that's jesus and pray for a bold response pray for courage. i thank you right father now, yeah. that they step into yeah. boldness and yeah. i thank you father that they'll share and give us lord the testimony of them just listening to your word listening to this prayer right now thank you for bold moves in jesus name in jesus name amen, amen. um and that's who we are <laughs> that's who we are why did diana just stop on the podcast and pray why not we're just being ourselves mm -hmm. just be yourself man yeah just be yourself. And the final thought is, so you're suitable. You're right where you are, where you're supposed to. Where God, you're right where God needs you to be. Usable. Everything you have is everything you need. And you're pleasing. Yeah, yeah. The Lord gets pleasure out of your life. He gets pleasure, which to me is the, is the biggest idea. Like, how could you get yeah, pleasure? Yeah. Right? Like, you're perfect, yeah. man. Like, how could you get pleasure? You, you're, you're so immaculate and you're so infinite. And... You're, you're so, so it you're, goes back to him being our father. Here we go. Here we go. You know? I, there's, there's, this, there's this thought that I was, as I was just kind of praying about our time today, it's like, 
I think about my kids, right? Yeah. Like now, now my kids can do some stuff for me. Like Chloe can do the dishes. Yeah. Right? I look forward to that day. Bro, <laughs> I, well, we're praying for you. Just we're holding you, on bro. with you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank <laughs> there's you. hope. But but there's this thought um, that, man, my kids can do nothing for me when they were little. My kids can do nothing for me. And I think a lot of us wrestle with the goodness of God in our lives or the goodness that God calls on our life. Mm. We wrestle with it because we think we're not suitable, usable, or pleasing to God because we can't do anything for him necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Right? But here's where we need to insert this thought, okay? If we're going to understand the goodness of God, which is a big thought, mm -hmm. okay? But if we're going to understand the goodness of God, that God is good, we can't, we can't think of God's goodness in the same frame that we think of goodness of ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like we can't superimpose and project our opinion or assumption of goodness to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so here's here's a thought, and, and it really is going to boil down to what you were just saying. So I, I hope you pinned that thought because you were saying exactly what, where, where we needed to go a few moments ago, that before God is good, God is God. Mm -hmm. Before God is good, God is God. We have to establish that first because I'll always wrestle with God Goodness. calling me good if I don't realize that he's God. That's massive. Yeah. It's a big and, idea. And I think, you know, going back to what you just said, you just said we can't uh, superimpose like characteristics of what makes humans good mm -hmm. onto God. Because for example, like the only way that I could call you good, Cruz, Right, is if I like for you, like the history of good deeds that you've exactly. done, or the history Absolutely. of um, your good intentions, yes, or, or things that are, yes, right? sir. But one of the biggest questions that anyone has ever, um, well, one of the biggest questions that people have taught me in apologetics, you know, defending my, my faith, was uh, like asking the question, where do you get your moral compass from? Like, how do you know something's good? Like when I say Cruz's deeds are, in, let's say Cruz gave Diana some flowers. How nice. That's yeah, amazing. Thank you, Cruz. Mm -hmm. Well done. So that's good compared to who, to, to what to what entity or to what source of that all goodness is measured by. And we mm -hmm. usually, we use the Lord by that, right? But the same measure that we're using for us human beings cannot be used for God. Yeah, that's because correct. Because God himself is the supreme like goodness like of the good the well good, not even good. goodness he <laughs> is he is like reality he is like he he is the source of everything that's why it's so important that we talk about that god is god and if you don't right. see him that way first right. then what he says is good he, he says is just he says is like suitable it, it won't necessarily have the same weight for sure. On your, on your mind. Not only will it not have the same weight. I love that what you're saying. Not only will it not have the same weight, it'll become petty. Yes. Like I'm petty. It'll become <laughs> fleeting and inconsistent. Like I'm fleeting. It'll become circumstantial. Inconsistent. It'll become circumstantial. Like, like if, I'm if, circumstantial. Yeah. Yes. Right? So like when, when I, like when, how do I go from God called me good to me looking in the mirror mad at myself right. saying I'm no good? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just being myself because there's nothing good in me yes. mm -hmm. but God. But God. The only goodness that comes from me is but God. And so I'm making a fundamental mistake theologically, all right? Uh, which, by the way, we made a commitment that we're going to go into a little bit of deeper theological waters and discipleship waters with our, with our, with our culture this season. So I'm really excited mm -hmm. about that because mm -hmm. I love to preach, but I love to teach this stuff. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, I love us to talk about it. So, okay. Um, so if I wrestle with, if I wrestle with my own inherent goodness, my moral goodness, mm -hmm. um, with my attributional goodness, with my behavioral goodness, all of that exists outside of me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That is not the goodness of God. Okay? God is not good because you made a good decision. Or God, God is, is not good. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, God is not good because he did everything you wanted him to do. Sheesh. Because he met all your expectations. <laughs> exactly. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. God, is, God is not good because I always have good fortune. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, I, oh man, this is a big statement. Th tell me if this makes sense to you. Because when it's all, 
when it's all based attributionally like that on it hinges on an outcome that I prefer. Yeah, yeah. Then God, good God is just like good luck. Mm, like and keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> and you're also establishing that there is there is an option in this kind of like yes, train of thinking process. that God can not be himself, which right. is good. Right. Right. So you're God can do bad or be God bad. God can be bad. Uh -huh. right. That's or what you're give saying. Bad. Mm -hmm. But when we're saying <laughs> when we're talking about God's goodness, it's not something that he does, it's something that he is. He is. Absolutely. And yes. that's the point. And this is why before we can even talk about good, we have to talk about God. God. Next next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about God is good and we're not. <laughs> God is good, right? We're going to talk about God is good, but today we have to talk about God is God. Yeah. So then you have to ask the questions, okay, what makes God, God, right? What makes God, God? We don't have enough time to unpack this massive theological framework, but we just want to give you some pieces to chew on, to meditate on. I want to give you some terms and perspectives that you can just go down a rabbit hole and just, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide you to good mm -hmm. content. There's a lot of good content out there. Um, you know, we're not there yet where we're a, like a fully theological, theologically driven account or whatever, but we're going to give you pieces to start really build, you know, putting the bricks together in your framework. So, okay. So God is God mm -hmm. before God is good. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. His goodness is something that is derived from his godness. Amen. You just got so to good. let that marinate. I know it's beautiful. Because <laughs> that, I think one of the biggest, like one of the biggest things that I struggle in my form, like in my young adult years, was I had just a really bad misconception of who the Lord was. Mm. And I remember as a kid, I was telling you right now, like earlier today, I was telling you as a kid, like, and I'm sure mo so many people are going to relate to this. Like, you tried for whatever reason with your little small human mind to, <laughs> to find out what was before God and yeah. your mind couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what we mean by God is yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. That means he is beginning, he is end, alpha, yeah. omega. Yeah. The fact that you can't think about what was before God tells you yeah. <laughs> that yeah. it's him. He, he is like the ultimate like power, creator, all of those terms that you've heard him describe. But I think that the best way to tackle it is saying God is God and that's what it is. That's, well, that's, that's, that's it. Okay. Okay. So look, I'll, I'll, I'll give us, I'll give us like three perspectives um, theologically, but what I, where, where I need your help is to simplify it as you're hearing it. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. So God gives us a name, right? It's in the book of Exodus, right? Do you remember that story when, when Moses is, it's Exodus three, like 12 through 15. Mm -hmm. um, and the Lord is talking to Moses in the burning bush. I am. Right, exactly. And so Moses says, well, when I go tell these people who have been oppressed for 400 years right. that God sent me, right? Ooh. Like, what do I tell them? What's your name? Who right. do I tell them sent me? And he says, I am who I am. I am that I am, right? And so in that, it's 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 that sounds like God is God. <laughs> it's a it's a double expression of truth, right? Yeah. Um, and what he's saying is essentially it's I consist of myself. So a couple of things, just apologetically, what makes him God? Okay, again, this is not an exhaustive conversation. Just want to get your juices flowing and wet your appetite to understand the deep things of God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Um, so God says, I am that I am. So there are three things that are summed up in that statement, three major components of theological framework. The first one is, is a, a component called divine aseity, A-S-A-E-I-T-Y, divine aseity. The word aseity comes from the Latin word ase, right? Which simply means this. It means that you are from yourself by yourself. I'm from myself by myself. That's important for us to understand because God doesn't have a beginning or an end, right? Um, he is just pretty much whatever I am because I am is what he's saying. So whatever God is, he is by, in, by his own self or of his own self. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. He's beginning and the end all at the same time, right? And so 
theologically, we have to understand this, that he is, he is all-containing, self-sustaining, right? Like, every, every, like his, every, his everythingness has always been. Right, that's what Isaiah is saying, and okay. always will be, and will will always be because he's he's eternal. Okay, and I have to grasp this portion first. We'll try, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, because there's a there's or a guy. Let that, it be, even if you can't grasp. I it, think that's a beautiful you know? practical thing right there. Yeah, you okay. just say let that, it be. Say that. No, say that. Say, no, no. What, so just, yeah. what does that mean? Because there's a lot of people that legit uh, when might not even comprehend. Like, how do I even start thinking? Then you just settle in your spirit and you just let it be. God is God. There, He is all encompassing. Yeah. This is who He is. Yeah. And it is. And it's just like a peace that comes over your heart that you're like, oh, He just is. Well, if we're talking, I love, I love that you but said that. I love that, that you, you use the word "let it be" let because it, be. it, it talks about it, it's a it's a mission. It's like you're submitted to that thought itself. Yes. Does that make sense? It's like yes. you considering it real yes and that's what the lord is asking you to do yes when he's describing giving yes. you these attributes about himself he's not saying hey figure me out exactly. you're never going to be able to that's why you're still spinning right yes but the lord is asking this is what i've decided to tell you moses i am that i am yep. and that should be enough for you to go tell him that's good. that i sent you Absolutely. go do it and Absolutely. what the lord is asking is obedience but also that you use your faith and you say that's real. And but that's the trigger right there. That's not not just the trigger. That's the that's the key that you use your faith. You cannot use your logic. Yes. Right? Okay? You we are we are finite beings, okay? And in our own logic, we'll reach an end or we'll we'll reach an apex of such intelligence that we reach the end of intelligence. It's in Romans chapter 1. Yeah. Right? If you read Romans chapter 1, the scripture says this. The scripture says, well, can I just read it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Romans chapter 1 in the Amplified Version. Oh, this is a good conversation. Check this out. So Romans 1, Amplified Version. Um, and we'll start at verse 20. Okay. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship in all of his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him, big key alert, major key alert, mm -hmm. okay? Who? People who fail to believe and trust in him mm -hmm. are without excuse and without defense. For even though... Even though they, who are the they he's talking about? The ones who did not believe and failed to trust him. For even though they knew God as creator, they did not honor him as God or give thanks for his wondrous creation. On the contrary, they became worthless in their thinking, godless, with pointless reasonings and silly wow. speculations. And their foolish heart was darkened, claiming to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory and the majesty and excellence of the immortal God for an image wow. a worthless idols in the shape of mortal man. And oh my God, and that's why it's so important that we understand that God is God because if not, we will Eesh. try to shape him into a human yes. made well, God. Our own well, not, idol. Not only, not only will we try, yes. not only will we try no, we Felipe, will do it. We will. that's the best we can do. If you try, yeah, bro, yeah. bro, look, 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 if we're, if we're talking, like, look, let's just talk, let's put some theosophy on it. Let's bring some philosophy into this thinking. Okay. So if we're created in the image of man, of God, okay. If we're created in the image of God, then the fingerprints of God are in us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So by nature, whether I believe in God or not, it does not make him less God. And it does not make him less creator. And it does not make the, right, the right. circumstance of creation less impactful, whether I'm a Christian or an atheist. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm a Christian or an atheist, the mark of God and the fingerprint of the creator is on my being. Yes. Right. So if I'm created, oh, this is good, because this is proof positive that God lives on the inside of us and we're in the image of God. Why? Because in my search and my desire to create an image mm -hmm. of God, I make an image of, of me, myself. which is an image of him. Yeah. Yeah. And the best I can do without a revelation of him and a conviction of him is make an image of, of me. me. Mm -hmm. Which is what we all do. Which at the end of the day is still an image of, God. of him. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, our attempt 
Right. And so you can't, this is not something that you can use logic and reason for. Mm. Okay. This Faith. is why, this is why Hebrews said this for with Hebrews 11 verse six mm. for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Pause. It's impossible to live a good life, mm. a life that is pleasing to God so without faith. How can I live a life that's pleasing to God when the contradictions of my life, when, when the conditions of my life contradict the confession of God over my life? Mm. By faith. By faith. Mm -hmm. Right? How? In faith in what? That I'm good? No. no that, that he's, he's God. Good. Hebrews eleven six. I love this conversation and I love his word. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For him, for he who comes to God must believe that he, he is. is God. Right? So if I come to God, Man, if I believe that he is God, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, seek him yeah. right? So how do I diligently seek God every day saying, I choose to believe your word yes. over my thoughts. Yes. I choose to believe your declaration over my situation. Okay. I, choose to, I, ch I choose to believe what you said over what I'm living. Yeah, yeah. I choose to believe it. I don't have, any, I don't have justification for it, right. but I choose to believe. And if Thanks. I believe your word says that if I come to you and I believe that you're God, I can please you. Amen. My goodness, so right? Good. Okay. So... I have to believe that God is God. God. You're, gonna, you're going to be ultimately very disappointed to, to want to have a, I, wa, I, I want to be convinced. You're not going to be convinced, man. Right? If, look, if you, if you can't look at the world around you and be convinced, if you can't look at a that's little baby, faith. if you can't look at a little baby that's born, right. and the, the wonder and the miracle and the beauty of life and say, all of this just, just happened? Right. Like that can't convince you. Yeah. Like an act of love from one stranger to another and not say, man, there, there's something divine there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if that can't convince you, no amount of logic and reason is going to convince you. Yeah. You're just going to think yourself dumb. Yeah, well, you don't want <laughs> to be convinced. I said it that way. You don't want to be convinced. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a good you don't statement right it. there. Right? Yeah. So look, <clears throat> so let's come back to God is God. Here's why it's important. There was a theologian who wrote the book, The Doctrine of God. His name is Herbin Bavink. Okay, in 1951, he wrote the book. And he said, in, of all the attributes, this is the principal attribute, uh, his, his aseity, that he lives of himself from himself, that he exists of himself from himself, right? That every other attribute comes from this attribute, mm. right? So he's a good God, why? Because he's of himself. Mm. He's a just God, why? Because he's of himself. And he doesn't live... See, we think of God as this superhero, like he's Batman, supposed to come save the day, like he's going to pick your side. So yeah. when we want the justice of God, what we want him to do is side with us. Mm -hmm. Well, because right? we always think we're the heroes. No, wait, but we do, right? <laughs> and like when people ask me, we're going to talk about this a little bit next week, like why do, good, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. If God's a good God, then why do bad things happen to good people? But I'm, I'll just give you a spoiler alert. Ready? Here we go. I think it's funny that you think you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In this story, we're always a good guy. <laughs> you know None saying? of us pick ourselves. In your movie, as, yeah. you're always the main character. Yeah, for right? sure. Main but character, at, but energy. But at the end, <laughs> main all the time, character, energy. But at the end of the day, his goodness is right because he's God. He look. He lives outside of all creation, but he has all the freedom to exist in creation. Mm. Right. I just think like this is such a such a such a beautiful thing to kind of park on for a little bit and allow your mind to kind of like think Process. about that for a second. You know, because if you fully, if we fully understand this, which all of us in a way are still through this process of sanctification, for sure. through this Absolutely. process of formation. Yes. So there's times in my personal life where I know this about the Lord, but my memory fails me sometimes. Come on. Yeah. You know, but if I keep going back to that statement, God is God. The Lord is Sufficient in development. He, ex he exists beyond time. He was there in the beginning. He'll be there at the end. Yes. He is literally the source of all things. Of all if I remind myself yeah. of who the Lord really is, yes. then all his other attributes will become stronger. Yes. And it'll be easier. Much, I don't want to say easier, but it'll it'll be a shorter stretch for my faith yeah. to 100%. grasp on. Yeah, they 100%. overwhelm. Remember, we have to renew our minds daily. And that's what the Bible talks about. So we have to remember his goodness. 
every single day because we forget as humans. So when we go back and remember his goodness, then that's what happens. It's like, oh yeah, he is this and he's wonderful. Oh yeah, he did come that. and save the that. day the other I day. That. I love that. Can, can I just add a little bit to it? We remember his goodness, but before that, remember his godness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember, because his goodness comes from his godness. Amen. So Bavink said this, and I just, I want to read it. I want to read it word for word. He said, look, check this out. Remember, God is God. This is why I can trust his goodness, because God is God. <clears throat> God is not in any way dependent on anything outside of himself. Yeah. God doesn't need my worship. Mm-hmm. God established worship so he can reveal himself to me. Yes. Okay? God is not in any way dependent on anything outside of himself, but he has sufficient resources within himself for all he is and all he does. I love this statement. His lordship is absolute and independent of anything he created. Mm. Okay? So his lordship, his yeah. godness is absolute and independent of anything he created. He's not God because we call him God. That's right. That's who he is. He's God because he's God. All by himself. <laughs> Those are such crazy statements to wrap your human uh, uh, brain around, but <clears throat> they are so, like they don't stop being true just because you can't understand it either, by the way. Right. right. Look, he, there's, there, so, there, so here's some, some, some components. Here's how, here's how this works. So, he, do, he, didn't, he doesn't need our adoration. He doesn't need our affirmation. He doesn't need our declaration of him and his, and his godness and every other attribute that comes from him being God. But here's a, second, here's a second component of his deity and his divinity that is seen through his divine generosity. He is divinely generous. We don't know why he chose to share himself with us, but he did. And this is a big theological concept and framework. How do I know that God is God? Because he made me to share himself with me. Yeah. To possibly have a relationship yeah, with us. He gave me the generosity of yes. being. Which, by the way, you, you, there is no actual human way you would be able to perceive God without God. Because your five senses don't work that way. Right. So if, in order for you to know God, you need God to for him, himself reveal himself to you. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So if you're like maybe Absolutely. struggling, you're like, you know, I don't believe God's real. Like, well, you need him to, 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 to even question him. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, right. The fact that you're wondering, should I, should I wonder whether there's a God or not? That's the Lord giving you a prompting of saying like, 100%. I want to know you. You should know me by the That's way. That's brilliant, bro. So but it I is impossible that. without brilliant. faith uh, to actually perceive the Lord because your five senses mm -hmm. will not do that. But you know, I, I think that so good. I think that logic and reason cannot contain or explain God, but they will lead us to God. Yeah, That right there is good logic and good reason, right? right? The fact that you're asking whether or not there is a God is, is proof positive that something in you is... Being stirring. either stirring and searching or being drawn. Yes. There's, this, is, this is a really rudimentary, like this is 101 apologetic statement, but the, <clears throat> the presence of thirst, the fact that I get thirsty proves that there is something that can quench my thirst. Proves that there's water. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. The fact that I get hungry proves that food exists. Yeah. That there's something that can feed me and nourish me, Right. So maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, the fact that you're questioning, yes. just the fact that you're questioning is proof that there is a God who is so generous. God, he is so divinely generous that first of all, he gives us the generosity of being. Yes. How do I know God is generous? He let me be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm alive, right? Number two, he, he reveals himself to me. He gives me himself. He's generous of himself. Right? Um, that's a big conversation. We've got to land the plane, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, another component of his godness is his perfection. That he is perfect in himself, of himself. Okay? And I'll just give, you, give us a quick thought on this. In Mark chapter 12, we see the rich young ruler come and talk to Jesus. And the rich young ruler tells Jesus, good teacher... What must I do to be perfect? What must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, like, 
gets this look on his face. You know that Russell Westbrook meme? It'd be fun to like, we could throw this on the YouTube video, right? Like Jesus does that. Jesus <laughs> gives him the Russell, the Russell Westbrook broken neck. Say what? What'd you say? What'd right? you say what? And rather than, before he answers his question, he asks the question, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? Now, here's the thing. You have to remember what the rich young ruler was asking. He was saying, how can I be perfect? Mm -hmm. The rich young ruler thought he was good. And he thought he was good because of what he did. See, that's how we measure perfection and goodness, based off of behavior. Mm -hmm. What we do, what we don't do, etc. Jesus is correcting him. And he's saying, uh-uh. You, you, can't, you can't call oh, me good. good. You don't have the ability to call me good. Why? Because there's only one that is good. Good doesn't come back th this way, right? Good start, well, it, good doesn't start from bottom up. Good starts from top down. Any expression of God, ooh, this is a good word. Any expression of God that we're gonna walk in comes from God first. So he shares his divine perfection first. And Jesus isn't trying to be nasty with this rich young ruler, but I really firmly believe that he's trying to set this line. Like, yeah, well, hold on. Because remember, he's, he's addressing a self-righteous system. Yeah, yeah. Right? A system that says, I can be right with God based off what I do. Mm -hmm. And what did they lose in that self-righteous system? They lost revelation of him. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, in that, Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You, can't, you cannot be good without God, right? And so I think, I think for many of us, we just have to be aware of that, that the declaration of goodness comes from the top down, not from the bottom up. And if we're going to walk this out and be good people and God people, then we have to be comfortable when, whenever it's, it's said over us, hey, you're good because I'm God. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Right? And so that's a big, big, big idea. But God's divine perfection, he's not good and perfect because we say he's good and perfect. Right. He's good and perfect because he is good yeah. and perfect. Right? And so Jesus taught it this way. No one knows the father but the son. And no one knows the son but to whom the father reveals to him. Right? And so there's this revelation that happens that just has to click for us, man. Like, wow. In, in, in my whole approach and in my whole leaning into, into God, into Jesus, into my faith... Man, I want, I, want to, I want it to be revealed, not what Jesus can do for me, but who he is. Mm -hmm. That's it, period. period. <laughs> who he is, Amen. right? Um, and, and, so we're, and we're not saying that you need to absolutely see everything today, but what we're hoping to do is that you begin the, begin the journey like we were right. praying at CultureCon, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened yes. and that you would yes. see the Lord just a little more clear, um, just a little more like, like brighter like that's who you are and Absolutely. i don't know it fully but i'm getting to know you and if you are a young adult and you think you have got all, you got got all figured out <laughs> you're absolutely wrong <laughs> sincerely <laughs> and respectfully um but the lord is is absolutely immeasurable amen. and what we're all doing in this life is we're all just learning to know him yes, amen 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 god amen. is god and that's important and that's that's the big that's deal it. right last thought Last thought, because this bridges us into the whole concept of good. Yeah? Last thought. Um, so, major thoughts today. Divine aseity. He exists of himself from himself. He's independent and does not need the resources of the things he created. He exists outside of them. He exists outside of time, but he can exist in time. And he comes and goes however he sees fit. Right? Number two, he is perfect. Right? Not because I said he's perfect. Not because... I feel good about myself, so I feel good about God. Because, again, remember, everything's top down. We, we know good because God is good. We know love because God is love. We know forgiveness because he forgave first. We know generosity because he gave first. Every attribute that is good of God comes from where? The Father. And this is where we're going to land the plane. James, James chapter 1, verse 16. The scripture says, don't be misled. There can be a misleading here, the thinking that goodness goes from bottom up. But don't be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Verse 17, every good thing and every perfect gift is from above. Amen. Every good thing comes from the top down first. It comes down from the Father of lights, 
the creator and the sustainer of the heavens in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning for he is perfect mm -hmm. and he never changes. You see the, so do you see, do you see the, the components and the doctrines of divine aseity? He's all creator. Everything is in him. He's perfect. There's no turning, right? Okay. It's beautiful. Like it's fundamental in the scripture. Okay. Watch <clears throat> verse 18. It was of his own will that he gave us birth as his children Amen. by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a prime example of what he created to be set apart to himself, sanctified, made holy for his divine purposes. Mm -hmm. So the last thought that I want you to have is God, that it's, it's divine aseity, divine, divine perfection, and divine goodness, not as an act, but as a source, right? Because if his goodness is just an act he does for me, I could never believe to be good. Amen. Right? If goodness is just something that happens to me, it's never something that becomes me. Yeah. Right? But he's the father of goodness. So when he calls his children, I'm, I'm a child of goodness. So it's not just something that happens to me. Something I it's something that happens, it's something I can be. be. And so when I'm walking good goodness, what am I doing? I'm just being myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just being like my father, right? So he's not, his divine goodness is not a resource. His divine goodness is the source is. of all things that are good. Amen. Amen. Selah. Amen. Selah. Amen. Yes. So goodness, man. I'm excited to talk about it with y'all. It's going to be a good season. Peace. We love you guys. Love Thanks you. for tuning in. Can't wait to uh, walk this out. So you guys are awesome. Love y'all. Catch you next week.